the show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes, we are here for you. That intro is changing very soon. I'm excited because we've had it for like five years. My fault. Hey, welcome, moms. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we do encourage moms. We, we aim to focus on your amazing value as a mother in this world because that often gets overlooked. So a little question for you. Are your kids struggling right now with negative behaviors? Anger, frustration, self-pity, those are also attitudes. Are they struggling with those things? Maybe some disrespect and disobedience. Would you like to turn that frown upside down and get your kids back on the road to positive behavior? My guess is yes. Uh, Well, we've got some help for you today with some simple approaches to help your kids overcome negative behavior for mom. With our counselor for moms, Jamie Kirkbride. So please stick around for this one. We'll be right back for you moms in just one minute. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back. So glad to have you on board. I hope you tuned in for a reason today. I really hope that this show is going to be a help to you. A little shout out first to all of our friends who listen from around the country. I really am grateful that you tune in, and I hope this show is a blessing to you as a mom and to your family uh, and and dads and kids who are listening. Um, And I like to include the dogs and cats, too. I hope the show is a blessing to them as well. A shout out to our moms in Oklahoma and Texas, also Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska, Little Rock, Arkansas, Kansas, Colorado Springs, also the folks in Idaho and right here in Denver. Thank you to our loyal listeners as well. All right. Do your kids have a habit of complaining right now? Or maybe they pout or even talk back. We're going to tackle our kids' common bad behaviors today. So if you've got a kiddo who doesn't obey or another one who doesn't listen, we've got help for you. She is author, speaker, mother of seven, 
So she should know right there. That's a qualification. And a licensed professional counselor, but not just any counselor. She's a counselor. Uh, she's a counselor for moms right here on Channel Mom. We call her Channel Moms Counselor for Moms. Jamie Kirkbride in the house today. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you. I love being here, Jenny. Oh, thank you. That's so kind of you. Um, hope you had a good Thanksgiving. And you're not. Yes, too, you too. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Well, my <laughs> my kiddos are here, so that's a good Thanksgiving for me. Um, that's right. Yeah. Well, not not to sort short sell my husband, but <laughs> it's nice to have my kids back home as well. We knew you included him. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right. So you know, I like to start with a little bit of sound, something a little bit extra to add to the show. So I went to look for poorly behaved kids online, at least, you know, sound of them acting out. And of course, I went to Super Nanny. And here's a little sample of some parents struggling with their poorly behaved children. As parents, I feel like we've lost the battle for Brandon and Kayla. This is not a place of joy. Out of the bridge. No, you're 11 years old. Oh, your age. Come Kayla. on, you're 11. I really don't know how to deal with Kayla's sassy attitude. Kayla, I'm telling you, I'm not going to shut up. You shut up. Wow. I mean, look, I had some bad moments with my children, and I had some bad moments as a mom where I wasn't perfect either, but I just thought, is this like a thing that's happening in a lot of places? So we'll start with that, Jamie Kirkbride, our counselor for moms. Where do you think children are right now? In terms of their attitudes, their outlooks, their behaviors in these particular times because of what we've been through with the pandemic and the response to the pandemic and just all of it. Uh, do you think there are more behavioral problems, uh, maybe more difficult attitudes, depression, anxiety, fear, self-pity, despondency, and maybe some misbehavior that's resulting from that right now? Or, or is there no change? I absolutely think that we are seeing more of it and that we could continue to see an increase in that. And I think one of the things that is important to realize is that we already know that anxiety and depression are on the rise because of where we've been. And I think there can be a real uh, misperception of both anxiety and depression that maybe an anxious child is just kind of, oh, antsy, edgy, and, you know, maybe withdrawn and and doesn't really want to be anything but shy or that a depressed kid might just kind of sit and not want to do anything. But actually, both of them can have a component where kids act out and they are angrier and they may rage and they may be extremely irritable. And so what we may think is misbehavior or anger issues might actually be some anxiety, depression, and resulting in those behaviors. Yeah, we need to get to the bottom of that. I, I, you know, this is not me making any kind of political statement, but I, I sometimes get concerned that we're overlooking, we're being singular on our focus. Like, let's just look at COVID-19 and what's happening with COVID-19. But we're overlooking all of the ancillary effects and, 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 and in our response and that, that suicide rates are up and that addiction rates are up and that there's a huge rise in depression and anxiety and, and job loss and all the other things. And this is affecting our children. And, and, and uh, it's not even that COVID is the thing that, that is affecting all of them. It's this other stuff. And, and so I, I, I am so glad that you're here today to address those things. Um, and that's, you know, I'm not being, you know, I'm not discounting the, the losses from COVID, but, but I'm deeply concerned about all the reaction that, that comes from, right. from that. And I'm sure as, as somebody who is a therapist, you agree with this, um, that, that, that there's all this fallout, right? 
there is. There's a lot of fallout, and I think we're going to continue to see it. And I, I don't know that it's even just singular for COVID. I mean, we were already seeing issues with, say, use of electronics yeah. and Internet use and social media and bullying. and Like, there were already a number of society issues that were starting to increase. And then we add on pandemic, COVID responses to, you know, all of that kind of piling higher but there was already a lot at at play yeah 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 all right so you've come up like you always do so fabulously with with a technique for moms to easily remember and and your acronym today is listen l-i-s-t-e-n and we're gonna go through each of those letters and and you in the first subset of letters the l-i-s have to do more with thoughts right and the and the last subset of letters have to do more with actions so so let's launch in and and again today we're addressing our, our counselor for moms jamie Kirkbride, who who can be found, by the way, at parentingwithpersonality.com, right? It's dot com, right? Yes. Yeah, yep. parentingwithpersonality.com. She loves to give you techniques that actually work, and she loves to give you a, a, a memory mechanism. So today's word is listen, and she's going to start off with L in things that you can do to address your kids' difficult behaviors and, and, and um, a downturn in their attitudes. She wants to address that today and help you address it. So let's start with L. That's right. First of all, Jenny, I just want to say the reason I chose listen is because I think that at the core of all of this, we need to remember that all behavior is communication. Uh What they're doing, all of that negative behavior communicates something, and we need to listen, and we need to understand that. And so L is look at yourself and why it triggers you. And again, this is something that's going to happen quickly in your thinking. You're not necessarily going to stop and and go through this methodically, but you're going to quickly learn that I need to first look at myself and what's going on. Is this maybe something that I see in my child that I dislike in myself? Is this an opposite characteristic of who I am? Am I taking whatever they're doing personally? Am I fearing what maybe this looks like on down the line? I mean, I know sometimes when some of my younger kids say something and it comes out really disrespectful, I think, oh my gosh, what is that going to look like as a teenager? So are you responding with any extra fear, anxiety, or maybe are you being triggered because you do feel disrespected? Yeah. So L, look at yourself and what triggers you. Yeah, because sometimes, I I just want to interject quickly, sometimes, and I used to find myself doing this when my kids were younger, it's all about my pride. I'm not even looking at their behavior and what could be causing it and how to address it personally for them. I'm like, how is this making me look? And and why is this making me, you know, this is making me angry. Not even why is it making me angry. It's just making me angry. And it's making making me mad. Yeah, it's making me, you're making me feel like I'm not a good mom. So how dare you? (laughs) Like, it just goes to our pride. It makes you look bad. It makes you look like you haven't done a good job. Or if I was parenting well, that wouldn't have just come out of your mouth. But I think it's really important that we stop and we we look at that first because then we can understand the intensity that we need to approach the situation okay and sometimes once we realize oh yes that did trigger that 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 is what it set off you can pull back some of your own emotion and just deal with the emotion that's in the moment because there's more than likely enough of that already So I think you then identify. I identify what else might be contributing. And this might be on the child's part. Are they looking for connection? Are they needing attention? Are they feeling anxious? Could they be struggling with some depression? Are they overstimulated by their environment or what their day has included? Is this part of sibling strife? Are they hangry? Is it possibly a developmental stage? Are they struggling with respect habitually? Or could it be that they're maybe lacking a skill 
maybe what came out their mouth wasn't appropriate, but maybe they're lacking the ability to articulate what is going on. Yeah. So I think that that's a really quick thing to assess. Yeah. So number one is look at yourself and, and you know, what's being triggered in you. Um, number two, identify what may actually be going on behind the scenes. Because often when they're acting out, they're not saying this, by the way, is why I'm acting out. So you have right. to I- identify that. And you said hangry. I'm not sure everybody in our audience knows what that is. Um, <laughs> hungry and angry at the same time. Um, so yeah, that's sometimes right. it's just they, they, they need an apple. They're just hungry. But um, okay, so L-I, what's the S? And listen. S is you're going to separate your own feelings or your need to fix things. And I think, Jenny, this comes with an internal mantra. Maybe it's something like, this is not about me. Or this is just a feeling. Or this is something I just need to help them understand. Whatever it is that kind of helps you over the hurdle to realize it's not about me right now. How can I help get to the bottom of this and help them either learn the skill or diminish the intensity that they're feeling things or help them feel heard? Yeah, yeah. And it's so good to just, I think it's hard, but it's good it to is. step back and, and think of these things. Look at myself, identify what's really going on with them. And um, oh, hold on, I just forgot what S is. <laughs> what separate is that? Separate your yeah. own feelings yeah, sep- need to fix. Yes. We often just want to jump in and fix it. You know, you have a bad attitude, get rid of the bad attitude. You're unhappy, get happy. But it's not like that. And if we think of ourselves in our own world, we don't. We don't flip on a dime like that either. Yeah, right. I used to sort of um, sometimes lock myself away in what I called my prayer closet. So if, if I was feeling like I was just going to respond in anger and, and pride and like, how dare you behave this way? I thought, I'm just going to lock myself in my prayer closet for one minute so I can calm down. And that would be a time to LIS, to, to do all those things um, and and look at myself and I, I identify and separate myself. Now, again, keep your kids safe. Don't lock yourself somewhere where they can start right. doing dangerous things. Things. But but the, those are the thoughts that we need to go through, the L and the I and the S. Then then what and about... It, may, it, it may be a pause that we take. You know, like you said, you may need to walk out of the room. You may need to internally count to 10. You may, you know, pause yourself and look at them and just say, hmm. And as you say, only hmm, you start deciding, what is it that I need? Do I need to step away? Do I need to just internally take inventory and move on now? What is it that's needed? But but it's really important that you do the LIS. And it can happen quickly, but do it. <laughs> yeah. Interesting that you said and count to 10 because 10 is the last half of listen. And we're now on the, the, yeah. that, that part of the word. Um, so right. you want to move on now to the T in listen. And again, you, you mentioned we have to listen to our kids and what's kind of go, coming out of their mouths and what might be behind what's coming out of their mouths. And, and so I love that. We just got to stop and listen. So the T in listen. The T is tell them you understand or can identify. You okay. sound frustrated or you sound angry or I know sometimes when I have a big list of things to do, I feel overwhelmed too. But empathy can bring a very powerful transition into the relationship and into that moment. You know, we feel the urge to just kind of get things positive again. But honestly, that can backfire and it can make them up their game because they don't feel understood. Um, we had an example of this just this morning in our house. Okay. Um, you know, God, God does that, doesn't he? Right, right before you got to yeah. do a show, he gives you an example. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I kind of hate it because they're painful, yeah. but they're really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and 
we needed to get the house cleaned. And I approached the, the youngest of our kids, who are 7, 10, and 11, and I said, hey, guys, we're going to need to do some cleaning this morning. And right away, I heard some huffing and some puffing, and, you know, the body back, back talk was starting up. And, and I instantly felt frustrated, thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, this shouldn't fall on just me. And I felt overwhelmed. Yeah. So I had to back off for just a minute, go through the LIS in my head, and then decide, okay, I'm going to let them know I understand what this feels like. I said, I know. It kind of feels like a day off, but we have to do some things that are unfun. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. And right away, it didn't, it didn't turn around right away. I can't say it was transformational in a second. You know, our 10-year-old had a little more of an issue about it, and he started kind of huffing and puffing. And I had to decide in that moment, am I going to respond with more frustration, which will make him up his ante, or am I going to use a different tool? Now, one tool is more empathy. I get it. I really do. I feel overwhelmed, too. Or it might be humor. In this moment, I chose humor. So what I said to him is, oh, my goodness, I hear some huffing and puffing. Are you going big bad wolf on me? Yeah. He looks at me and he goes, what? And I said, well, you know, like the big bad wolf, he's huffing and puffing. I was a little afraid you were going to blow our house down. And then, of course, we could kind of all laugh and be like, you know, let's just try to get through the tasks this morning and figure out what we can do this afternoon that would be fun. Yeah. Because I'm with you. I want to have some fun today. And it diffused the frustration of the moment. It diffused the fact that we were all feeling extremely overwhelmed. And it said to them, I get it. And we're after the same goal. Yeah. So I separately went to that child a few minutes later and kind of checked in with him. And I said, hey, I understand you were frustrated this morning. And I, I appreciate that you're going to help with some cleaning. Is there something I could do to help you out today? Wow. And surprisingly, he said, nah, I'm okay, Mom. <laughs> now, so we had a little bit of a turnabout. Yeah, yeah. That you would have expected 30 minutes prior. But because I took the two minutes to use a different tool and not just try to, you know, get upset with him and come on, you should, you know, get on your soapbox, give a sermon on why we should be helpful and everybody pitch in with a willing heart. Instead, we'd use the humor. We'd use the empathy. And truly, that is the power of empathy. Yeah, yeah. And it, it occurs to me that, that one of the the sort of downfalls that occurs in parenting is when separation comes in. And so if they feel like you don't understand them, you're just an old lady and you're not, but you're just an old lady and you don't get what it's like to be a kid and, and you're not cool and, and, and you don't understand. And there are far more cool things to be doing than cleaning the house. That separation then only creates more separation, but you kind of brought that, you kind of diffused that separation and brought yourselves back together to say, Hey, look, I get it. I'd rather have fun too. Um, right. and, and, and they want to feel understood and they don't want to feel separate from you. And that, and that kind of heals something in the parent child relationship. At least I think so. Um, right. And, you know, you can't, I, my kids, when they were growing up, they're, they're now, I don't even like to say this, but they're now adults technically. <laughs> I kind of just want them to be kids all the time. Um, but they used to say, you're such a fun mom. Well, mostly I didn't have a lot of conflict with my kids. And I think it's partly because I just got down at their level and had fun. But you can do too much of that. And so I also had to sometimes rein myself in and say, Jenny, it's just not a party all the time. You know what I'm saying? And right. it's not always games right. and, and, and laughter. But I, I do think that that helped me be a little closer to my kids to be fun with them. All right. We need to move on because I'm talking too much. L-I-S-T, in listen. You've already gone through those. What is the E in listen? E is that we're going to express healthy limits. You know, sometimes we do need to help them find some control over their negativity. 
But more importantly, I think it's helpful to motivate when positive happens. Like we can give consequences because they're showing negative behavior, but it is actually more powerful to motivate or reward or praise or notice or kind of make a spectacle of when it's working. Because when you're looking for what's working well, you will find more of what's working well. And when they know you're seeing what's working well, they will want to do more that's working well. So, you know, limiting the time that's spent. You know, some parents may say, well, I just, you know, that's great, but I have a child that is perpetually negative. I mean, he complains about everything. You know, maybe it's limiting the time. You know what? It is hard to clean today. What if we take the next 10 minutes and we just kind of feel a little bit bummed that we have to clean today? (laughs) And then what do you think? What does that look like? They just march around and complain. What does that look like? They just get to march around and complain? You know, you if they want to march around and complain about cleaning, is it fun? You know, as long as they're not losing control and they're going to have control over this in the moment, let them express it. You know, for 10 minutes, you can tell me the things you don't like about cleaning. You can, you know, lay on the couch and moan and groan. You can, you know, go outside and stomp your feet. I mean, whatever it is that you need to do. But what do you think? Is 10 minutes enough? Because after that, let's move on. And if they know that you have that time, rarely will they take the whole time. Like after a couple minutes, it feels kind of done for them. Yeah, they're, they're tired you know? of complaining, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, because it really isn't as fun. Half of it is that if you don't want it and they have the power or the control to, you know, control the emotion of the moment. And if you're just letting them air it, it has to be done at some point. Nobody can keep that kind of intensity. You know, maybe it's specifying a particular block of time that we're going to talk about it. You know, maybe they always want to complain about school. Okay, well, what if from four to what, what do you need? Do you need 20 minutes, 30 minutes? What would, what would feel like a good time that you can, can talk to me about everything you dislike about school? Um, Monday nights from 4 to 4.20, like <laughs> let them choose. Let them have the power over yeah. when it's going to happen. And then they get to use that time. And maybe you sit and you just listen. And it might feel hard to do that for 10, 15, 20 minutes. But I can guarantee they're not going to keep doing it or up the ante when they know they're heard. Yeah, that's kind of, there's so, a kind of purging that goes on there. All right, we only yeah. have three or four minutes left. So let's get on to the last letter in listen. And, um, and just to remind people, E in listen was express healthy limits. Just let them express themselves, but put a time limit on it. And, and maybe they can purge it and get it all out. So finally, the N in listen. Nourish the connection. And I think this is absolutely so important. I heard the other day, connection before correction. And I can tell you, the more we connect, the less there is that we need to correct. And that connection is so, so key. When our kids feel like they trust us, when they feel connected to us, the route to being understood is much shorter and much easier. And so for many parents that would come in for counseling and say, I'm just having trouble, that would be one of the first tools that counselors would use. I want you to set aside 15 minutes every week that you just interact with them and let it be a child-led activity. And in that 15 minutes, don't try to correct or do any kind of, um, you know, discipline consequences, whatever, in that 15 minutes. Just try to play, visit, interact, whatever it is that they really enjoy and what they lead. And yeah. it can be really transformational in the relationship. Yeah, and by the way, teenagers and, and young adult children and maybe even full-grown adult children need this as well. They, they just Absolutely. need to know that you... you 
you like who they are, you care about who they are, you want to connect with them, you want to understand them. That's so, so important. So uh, last words, Jamie, about what you want moms to understand about when a child is acting particularly negative or or they're feeling some some difficult feelings. And sometimes it it could take medication and it could take counseling, but depression, anxiety, fear, self-pity, and and then the misbehavior resulting from that. What do you want to tell moms? One last word about listening to your kids when they're they're, you know, exposing or, or exhibiting troubled behavior. Just remember that that behavior is communication, and the best thing you can do is to connect and understand. Okay. And how can they find you, Jamie, and all of your wonderful advice? You bet parentingwithpersonality.com, and I'm excited to tell you, Jenny, that we have the possibilities of a parenting app in the making. Awesome. So, That's awesome. Yes, visit parentingwithpersonality.com, and there will be information there in the coming months. Okay, perfect. Parentingwithpersonality.com. A belated happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you so much, Jamie, for being on Channel Mom, dear. You bet. Thank you, Jenny. All right. God bless you and your family. All right. This is the time in the show that I thank you because I think sometimes moms go unthanked and unnoticed and unrecognized and unheard. And so I know all uh, that you put in as a mama to your kids' lives, whether they're one or 21, um, you just dedicate a lot of yourself to uh, helping your kids and training your kids and teaching your kids and, and you just sacrifice a lot. So I want to thank you for all that you do as a mom. Um, you're a huge blessing in this world, even when people don't recognize it. You're changing the world by the way you parent your kids. And then a reminder, Channel Mom is here for you. We created this to be here for you. I recognize that moms didn't get enough. They didn't get encouraged enough. They didn't get enough you know, equipped advice, all of it. That's why Channel Mom exists, to encourage you and help you. But we've also got a ton of resources. You can go to channelmom.org and connect with those. We help moms who are struggling, moms at risk, moms coming out of homelessness, moms who are incarcerated. We have a whole curriculum we give to those moms to reconnect them with their children and stop that legacy of imprisonment. Hey, we need your support to keep going or we'll stop going. So please become a donor. Just $20 a month would help us. Go to channelmom.org. You can find out where to donate there. Pray for us. Do whatever. You know, and email us if you have a little question or something you want to cover. Info at channelmom.org or follow us on social media at Channel Mom. God bless you guys. A belated happy Thanksgiving. Take care. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our Donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.